0: Hello, Flight Instructors and NAFI members. This is John Niehaus, Director of Program Development for the National Association of Flight Instructors, and I am pleased to welcome you back to this edition of the NAFI More Right Rudder Podcast, the podcast for flight instructors on the go. Now, uh, I want to just quickly mention the uh, impending at least as of this recording, the impending show for EAA AirVenture Oshkosh 2021. Now, we all know that we didn't get to go 2020, and it is going to be an amazing year. Um, I think that uh, distance only makes the heart grow fonder when it comes to a show like this. So we are super excited, and I just wanted to clue you in on a couple things that we're doing. Now, again, this comes out on the Tuesday where the show is already started, Um, So there may be some of you that are listening to this already at the show, and there may be some of you that are heading to the show. And I just want to uh, make sure that you have an open invitation to the Navi Professional Development Center. Now, this is the tent that we have at AirVenture every year. And uh, technically, the number is uh, number 316, but we're actually not far from the Garmin tent or the uh, Pilot Proficiency Center from EAA or the Bendix King Tent. So those are some of the the heavy hitters in the area. And uh, we've got 16 presentations. We have a membership breakfast that is done on Thursday, July 29th at 8 a.m. And so come by, say hi. We'll have some uh, food and beverages for you, some coffee in the morning, which is always great. And come by, shake our hands, say hi. We'd love to meet you. Uh, We'd love to meet um, prospective members and members, of course. And uh, just have a good time. It's going to be so much fun. Um, and uh, we get to tell you all about the different things that are happening. And uh, we get to, um, to just relax and enjoy the show. And uh, what I really want to do is mention um, a very special sponsor. Hartzell Propellers um, has been a generous, generous sponsor of the NAFI Professional Development Center for uh, several years, basically since the inception of the tent itself, um, and uh, they are our tireless supporters of ours. They, this whole thing would not happen without them, and uh, so we are uh, very, very grateful and um, just wish to say thank you so much. And if you happen to uh, see any representatives from Hartzell or go to the Hartzell tent and you're a NAFI member and uh, you enjoy any of the things that we're doing, please let them know and uh, just tell them thanks from us and, and from everybody who uh, is associated with the NAFI family, and that's you included. So anyways, real excited about the show. And uh, as far as the content of this podcast is concerned, I'd like to share with you a conversation that I had with some friends of mine. Um, they are uh, Naffy members, and they're also um, experienced instructors who have uh, transitioned in their career. They've transitioned into their first type rating. Um, and uh, the whole point of the discussion itself was to uh, figure out what the, the advantages were to uh, utilizing their time as an instructor to make their first type rating that much easier. Um, you know, what things translated, what didn't um and uh, what can you do now as an instructor to make that experience when it does come or if it does come assuming that's what you want um make it a little bit easier because it can be a pretty stressful time when you first uh make that transition over so i welcomed our uh, panel of instructors Brandon Brown you may know him as a, a former program coordinator of NAFI um Nick Schmal and Evan Youngblood and uh, these guys did an amazing job and, uh, um, I, uh, wish them well in all of their, uh, their activities moving forward. So can't wait to, uh, share this with you. And if you've got any feedback, feel free to, uh, send us some comments on our, uh, on our, uh, podcast feed, or even email us at naffy at naffynet.org. And we'd love to know what, uh, what your thoughts are. So want an easier typewriting experience? Bscfi. Today's conversation is an instructor who earns their first type rating, especially somebody who's done it recently. My guests today are Brandon Brown, who works for a regional airline and earned his Embraer 175 type in November of 2019. He's from Kalamazoo, Michigan, and has two years of flight instruction experience. Brandon, welcome. How you doing, John? My next guest is Nick Schmall. He uh, has also two years of instruction. Uh, He's from Memphis, Tennessee, and earned his Citation XL, XLS in March of 2020. Nick, welcome. Hey, how are you, John? And finally, Evan Youngblood. He has a type rating in an Embraer 170 and 190, and also works for a regional airline. And he earned his uh, type rating in October of 2019 with two years of flight instruction. Evan, welcome. Hey, John. So I'm so glad that you guys took the time to, uh, to do this with me today. I think it's a, a really interesting topic. And I think our members, especially those that uh, have goals of achieving a type rating themselves will find this uh, quite interesting. Um, we'll jump straight into it. And I'll let you guys kind of uh, carry the conversation here. But my first question is sort of what skills uh, did you develop as instructors um, that helped you through the training of your first type rating? Brandon, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, first things first. You know, when uh, the DPE hands you that that shiny new uh, you know temp cert, flight instructor temp cert, what does he always tell you? He's like, "Hey, this is a ticket to learn," um, and that couldn't be you know that that is so true. Um, you know, the skills you learn as a flight instructor, um, especially in the training and then teaching your students, uh, directly translate to uh, you know, training for a, for a type rating. Uh, I would say the biggest skill is just learn, you know, knowing how to learn and learning how to learn. I think that is the, the biggest, uh, benefit of being a flight instructor. Nick, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I'd agree with Brandon. Um, you know, learning is a big part of getting your CFI, um, I've trained a few CFI uh, CFIs now. And, you know, I always tell them the fine the fine parts easy. That's nothing, right. It's the, uh, it's the eight hour oral on the ground. Um, so to prepare for that is uh, you know, it's pretty tough. And I think going through that helps a person um, as Brandon said, develop the skills they need to learn uh, especially in a very um when you get a type rating, usually it's in a very short time frame, right? Like my, my type was, I think we were there for three weeks, three and a half weeks. So going from not knowing anything about an airplane to knowing everything about an airplane and running through emergencies and, and all the stuff you got to do when you get a type rating, um, it is difficult. So I think, uh, I think learning, uh, is definitely a key there. I think another key too is, um, learning how to or developing your multitasking skills right so um everything's faster in a jet that's what I was told on the first day so everything you learned as a flight instructor in a 172 shooting approaches uh multiply that by about 10 and that's how that's how it's going to happen and they didn't lie uh, it, it, everything's much faster um and I went through my type with some uh, folks that weren't instructors they had gone off and done commercial stuff and, and nothing against them but They seemed to struggle a little bit with how fast everything was happening. Uh, When you're an instructor, you know, you're worried about teaching, you're worried about flying the airplane, you're worried about making sure your student doesn't kill you. Uh, You know, so you got to you got to stay on top of all these different things. I think that really helped um, when it when it came to the type training.
0: Evan, how about you?
3: I think I'll mirror kind of what the uh, those guys said, because when you learn to be an instructor, one of the things that you have to do is make lesson plans. And so you have to learn not only how to learn for yourself to be able to to go through that CFI checkride, but you also have to be able to, to pass that knowledge on. And one thing that I found was that when I made those lesson plans, when I really became a subject matter expert on a specific item, I learned that item better. I knew more about what was going on there than I did when I was a private pilot or when I was a commercial pilot. And I did that even for myself with regards to the type rating. I, I spent time building little lesson plans just for myself, not for anybody else, not that anybody was anybody else was going to see these, but uh, it helped me tremendously in reviewing the information in my own way and knowing how to do that so that I committed that information to memory. And I knew what I needed to know to move on to the next phase of our training program.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with, uh, with everything that you guys said, I, to, to kind of blend all three perspectives together, you know, being able to understand how somebody learns and how you learn gives you sort of more tools in your toolbox to learn how to study. You know, it, when you figure out with difficult students of, uh, or not difficult students, but students who, who struggle with certain um, topics, and you have to look at that same topic from a different angle and go, okay, how am I going to help this person understand it? When you are sitting there looking at a, you know, engine diagram going, how am I going to understand this? And you have to, you can kind of use that same sort of uh, sideways angle to help you remember. Um, that was one of the things that was was really helpful to me um you know and and to add on to it in what helped me the most was I think my time as an instrument instructor you know because once you really learn to teach those instrument skills um, that's what you're going to use especially in the training itself in the simulator box most of your stuff is going to be instrument so when you can shoot an approach with a student Without, you know, using a whole lot of your brain power, it it definitely makes a difference when you get into the sim and you're trying to learn an airplane while still shooting that same instrument approach, because the approach itself isn't any different. It's just the airplane that's different.
1: I liked what Nick said as well. Um, With all the instructors that I dealt with at training, they always told us that, you know, flight instructors generally have a little easier time and they perform better. And like, and like Nick said, that's not to, you know, downplay any other pilots coming into the the um, any pipelines or anything like that for training. But as an instructor, we know what needs to be done in order to succeed and to, um, and to pass as well as perform at a high level. And I feel like once, you know, I know for me, I struggled mightily uh, first half of new hire training, And then when I finally got to the simulator, you know, I just kept studying, I kept working. And then when I got to the simulator, it clicked and everything clicked and I was, I was good. But had it not been for my skills as an instructor in terms of, you know, teaching my students how to teach (laughs) or, or, you know, teaching my students how to (laughs) fly and and whatnot, gosh, I would have probably struggled a lot more than I did. So... (laughs)
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, uh, as Brandon said earlier, because my DP when I took my CFI I said the same thing. You know, congratulations, but this is just the beginning, right? This is you're going to do nothing but learn from here on out, and it would drive me crazy. Even uh, as I worked my way up, and you know, ended up being kind of the, the quasi assistant chief, helping the chief instructor, and and kind of mentoring all these younger CFIs, and. Some of them were gung-ho about it and they're like, yeah, this is great. Um, And some of them weren't. Some of them were like, "Eh, yeah, I got my strip kit. I don't need to study. And I would tell them and other people that had had left CFIs that, you know, got type ratings come back, they're like, man, you better get out of that because I'm telling you right now, when you go to get your type rating, that ain't going to cut it. You've got to study. You've got to, you know, open a book every now and then. Um, It happens very fast. You know, there's – and, you know – for the most part, they'll, they'll leave you, you know, if you're struggling with something, yeah, they'll help you a little bit, but other than that, there's 20 other people in that class that they got to get through. So it, it is a very fast paced, uh, it's well organized and it's well done, but it is very fast paced. And if you struggle a little bit, you're going to have to take it upon yourself to step up to the plate a little bit and do a little extra study and, and you know, get into the groups, we did group learning and stuff like that at nights at the hotels. So, um, Those are the things that really you develop that will start helping you um, when you get your CFI and you really don't know it. You you know, you don't really know what it's about. So, um, you know, I think that's important to to develop those skills when you get to the advanced stuff. It makes it a little more tolerable, (laughs) a little easier, if you will. Kind of, you know, play off that
3: point, I think we've all seen students, I think we've all had students where, you know, at the private level, you're doing what you need to do as an instructor to get those students through. And from the student's perspective, uh, that, that partnership with the instructor has been there all the way up until the CFI. And that's really when the, you as the student, as the CFI candidate, have to take it upon yourself to go and, and do what you need to do to get through that, uh, that plan. And as has been said, the typewriting is much the same. The training is there. It's very well done, but it's very quick. And if you can't go and uh, learn on your own and train yourself out of a book and train yourself out of uh, material that's given to you, uh, that's going to be a, a struggle, and as a as a CFI, you're constantly having to do that because you have to be able to answer the questions. The student's going to come to you with uh, with questions, and they're going to ask you something, and it's going to be some question that you never thought they would ever ask you. Uh, and so you're going to have to go and figure that question out and be able to come up with an answer for them. Um, and you might be lucky enough to be able to run down the you know the hallway and find another instructor who can help you out, or you might not. You might have to be on your own to to do that. And, and there's some of that certainly. Uh, in the, at least in my training environment uh, when I got my type.
0: Yeah. And to, to sort of piggyback on that thought um, one of the things I was considering was the idea that, um, you know, when I went through my initial training, there's, I think everybody, but certainly me running runs into this point sort of in the middle where you're like, Oh man, am I going to get through this? Um, And just about every instructor uh, at flight safety or at an airline will say, Trust me. Just you got to trust me. You got to trust the process. We'll get you through. If we think that you have some issues, you know, we'll discuss that later on down the road. But just, you know, have some faith in yourself in the process. Um, and I think having been an instructor and having had to tell that to my students like, hey, I wouldn't send you on a check ride if I thought you were going to fail. You know, a good instructor doesn't do that. Um, and so it, it allowed me to actually have even more faith in my instructors because I knew that I had spoken those words and I had spoken them earnestly. For somebody who maybe isn't an instructor, it, maybe it's a little more difficult to have that kind of faith because you've not had to put yourself in those shoes before.
3: Yeah, that's very true. And also, you know, from a, a, a student perspective, when you are the student and you're learning uh, for the purpose of that type rating... And you hear that instructor say that you can be honest with yourself in that if the instructor's telling you that things are good, uh, you know, we typically are, are, are our own worst critic uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to learning new things in, in flying. Uh, I'm certainly guilty of that. Uh, that can give you that confidence to go forward. But it also can tell you that you're on the right track, uh, you know, knowing that from an instructor standpoint, because they don't want to see you fail uh, with a type certificate any more than any of us want to see a uh, private pilot applicant fail when we send them out for a check ride, you know, that's certainly not our goal.
0: Absolutely. So guys, um, kind of changing that, uh, that perspective, um, what, uh, what did you learn from some of your previous instructors that maybe helped you shift your mindset back into being a student again? Cause sometimes, you know, as an instructor, we get so used to seeing it from that perspective, but now you're in the other seat again. Was that, was that a difficult transition? And, and what did you use to, to put yourself back in that spot? Let's start with Evan this time.
3: So one of the things that uh, I think it's very easy to fall into as a, as a CFI, especially if you've been instructing for a, a long time, is the idea that uh, you are the subject matter expert on, on what's going on, uh, whether it's in, in the flight school that you're working at or the aircraft that you're teaching in, uh, whatever that, that may be. And when you go for a type rating, especially if it's the first type rating, uh, as we've said, there's going to be a lot of new stuff. There's going to be things you've never seen before. There might be ways of doing things that you haven't had to deal with before, depending on the environment that you're in. And when I work with another instructor for any purpose, whether it was to to do my double I or my MEI, or just to give uh, a fellow instructor a, an IPC or something like that, um, I'm always reminded of the fact that we're out here to learn and because that instructor who may be have more hours instructing than I have may learn something from me and that uh, being able to do that being able to sit down with somebody who maybe is a brand new CFI that doesn't mean that they can't teach you something uh and that for me at least helped me with that uh, training environment to go in there and go, look, this is, this is a, an environment that I have to be open to receiving information. I have to be open to learning new things. And I'm going to take that personally as this is an opportunity for me to learn to help someone else on down the road and, and keep the spirit of instructing alive. Even though I'm, I'm not an instructor uh, for purposes of, of that job, for purposes of that aircraft, uh, that doesn't mean that I can't be helpful, but I have to be willing to learn first.
0: Absolutely. Nick, how about you?
2: Yeah. So um, I, I have to say I've been incredibly blessed in my aviation career. Um, the uh, the chief at the flight school that I worked at and got all my ratings at and that kind of stuff, um, he's a, a, the chief instructor. He's our DPE uh, he he got his pilot's license in the mid '50s. Right? He's he's a, a Wright Brothers master pilot recipient. I mean, he's been flying for 65 years. So he, and he's incredibly intelligent. So he's I tell him all the time. He's probably you know forgotten more about aviation than I'll ever learn. Like he's just that kind of guy. Um, and uh, as Evan was saying, he he even though he's you know at the top and he he's incredibly intelligent. He's uh, he got me into flying warbirds and formation flying and he's known real big in that, um, you know, setting and um, that, that little small niche of the industry, he still takes the time to teach whenever he can. So, you know, just even something as small as sitting around the lunch table, you know, we're still talking about something right. Or, he feels like he he wants to go fly the T six. You know his rule is there should never be uh you know an empty back seat. So he he throws somebody in the back seat and goes and we'll go do cross controlled stalls and things like that. So I learned from him. And what was great about that is when I got ready to leave to go to my type rating, I was extremely nervous. I was like, you know, I'm I'm comfortable here. I make pretty decent money. He's like, this is what you want to do, not forever, right? He was like, you're you need to go on and do this. You can come back to this part time come back and instruct, do formation, that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's it's just going to be different. He was like, you'll be fine. You just got to remember that you're not at the top anymore. Now you're at the bottom of the rung and you got to, you got to recognize that. Right. So, uh, you know, like Evan said, you got to be willing to learn. You're, you're not the head honcho anymore. You're, you're coming in and you don't know nothing about nothing, especially on this aircraft. You know, yeah, they send you some stuff to read over. Uh, that you need to learn the flows and the memory items before you get there. But other than that, you're nothing at all. So, and that's, that's the way they want it. You know, they, they want you to come in so they can teach you the way that they know works and you start out um, doing their program. You don't have to break a bunch of bad habits and things like that. So, uh, you know, learning from him and taking his advice uh, you know, not, the, not the top guy anymore coming in as the the wee little guy you need to, kind of have an open mind to that, because it, it, that can be kind of a, I don't know, a shock sometimes for some people, I guess.
0: Yeah, be a little humble. Uh, that was one of the things they told us going into, uh, airline training was, you know, just, just remember that, um, you know, especially when you're in IOE, the, the, the people that are willing to go, man, that really stunk. The, the IOE captains tend to be a little more
1: forgiving. <laughs> Brandon, what are your thoughts? You know, that was, to me, the hardest part uh, going into the training was, you know, you've been an instructor, you've been the person for so long, and to go back and start again at the very bottom, uh, that was tough, Um, you know, I always joked around and said well, you know, I got to remember what it's like to be a student again, Um, and and that's not easy when you've been the instructor for, for quite a while, but to piggyback off of what you were saying, you know, the humility and the humbleness is I've been blessed throughout my entire time as a pilot, uh, getting awesome instructors such as yourself. Uh, you know, I, I've been, I've been blessed, you know, and, and I've from my instructors, I've seen that humbleness and that humility to be like, you know what? you're right. I, I don't know this. Let's look it up together. And that directly translated to my, my training for, you know, my type rating, uh, Hey, when something wasn't going right, or I was, you know, maybe not doing something properly, I always, or, or maybe if there was a better way to do it, that my instructor was teaching me, I was all ears and I was ready to do whatever it took to, to make sure that, you know, hey, I'm I'm taking in what this instructor's saying. So, so really, it's that humbleness. It's that, um, you know, that thought of, hey, I'm, you know, this is what it's like being a student again, and kind of working your way up to that that point. So, so that that to me is what I took from other instructors, uh, you know, you know, into my training. Well, and the cool thing is, is that I think that having
0: that experience. Um, you know, cause you're all going to be captains one day. Um, and maybe this isn't the best way to phrase it, but you know, captains are there to help first officers. You know, you're not necessarily there as a quote unquote flight instructor. Um, but typically speaking, a, a first officer is somebody who's newer to the airplane. Um, and so while they're not your student, you're there to kind of help them go, Hey, maybe this is an easier way to do it. Or, Hey, Here's how to, you know, be a little bit softer on the brakes. Here's how to have a a nicer landing. And so, you know, from my perspective, somebody who goes into uh, a first officer position from somewhere, they're easily better equipped to be future captains down the road. And that's something that makes you even more valuable to the company because you're going to be that captain who's going to help that first officer. You're going to be that captain who might potentially transition into a training captain to make that first officer better, Um, you know, or even sort of help them acclimate to the system or the airplane at a faster pace than they might otherwise with some of your more... um, traditional captains who might just sit there and watch a first officer struggle a little bit. I think we've all had one of those now and again. Um, so, you know, I, I, think that the positives of, of having that instructional experience just from start to finish is, is huge. Um, so assuming let's just assume that you all are, are at one point or another going to begin instruction again. Um, what would you take from this experience that might make your ability to teach a primary student again a little bit higher? Is there, is there anything you took from having um, this kind of condensed training that would make things um, you know, a, a more improved system for you as an instructor? Uh,
2: Nick, I'm going to start with you. Uh, yeah, so patience. Patience is a big one, right? So, we're, we're all instructors here. We've all instructed primary and instrument. And, um, you know, I know it's, I'm not going to say easier uh, and not more fun, but sometimes it seems that people much rather have taught the commercial, the multi commercial rather than the primary because primary is harder, right? These people have no idea how to fly an airplane. They're usually somewhat scared, nervous, that kind of stuff. And so it takes time. Um, Whereas a a commercial student, I can, they already know how to fly the airplane. I'm just going to teach them lazy eights and Sean and, you know, send them on their way. Um, So patience is a big one because, you know, yeah, I was a CFI and double I and MEI and, and all that. But when I got into the sim and that jet, I didn't know crap about that jet. I didn't know anything about it. You
0: know? right.
2: I had never flown it before, you know? Yeah. They give you these big posters to, to put on the wall and, uh, you know, learn where all the switches and all the buttons and stuff are. But the first time you step foot into that sim, you're like, Whoa, you know, it's kind of shock a little bit. Right. So, um, I, you know, I still instruct on the side, uh, quite a bit. So I, you got to take back and take that back with you if you if you have a primary student who's struggling a little bit and you're like man we you know you're 20 30 hours you still haven't soloed you know just got to be patient with them and stick with them and, and and get it get it done um because once they do it they've always done it i've never had a student that that never soloed or never you know not necessarily finished, but never solo. Right. So, some, some got it done in 10 hours. Some got it done in 40. It, it just is what it is. And it, it's the 40 hour ones that wear on the instructor. Right. Cause you're like, Oh man, I got to fly with this guy again today. We did like 20 landings yesterday. And it's, you know, I get it. I, I, I've been there, but um, getting knocked back into that seat where, you know, man, that first landing in the sim was terrible. This is the F-18 landing, right? Just came straight in on the, on the, uh, on the deck of the carrier. But, um you know taking that uh is john kind of put it earlier the humility and the patience and and okay i have been there before i got out of it i was at the top and then i got knocked right back down to the bottom again and so that's what this guy's going through or this girl's going through and we'll, we'll get them through it it's just gonna take a little more time and that's fine you know it just takes patience
0: Brandon, what did you take from the, uh, the type rating training that would make you better when you decide to return to flight instruction?
1: You know, uh, you know, Nick stole it from me, uh, total, <laughs> <laughs> totally patience. I, I completely a hundred percent agree. And, and, you know, to, to piggyback what he was saying, you know, I remember, you know, teaching primary students as a, as a CFI is, that's a test. Uh, that's a test of, in, in my opinion, how good of an instructor you are. Um, and you know, you get an instrument student or a commercial student or, you know, a CFI candidate or something like that. And, and you don't have to, you don't have to instruct as, as hard or work as hard as, uh, as, uh, you know, I would, I've heard before, but I would honestly, yeah, patience, patience to me is, is, you know, because, they struggle, these students struggle. Um, and I, you know, just think about when I'm in that, you know, in that jet learning how to fly, uh, and, you know, trying to think of my flows and all that stuff. And it's just, it's, it's tough. So I would, I would honestly say that bar none would be the number one thing that I take forward, uh, you know, in my career. Evan, how about you?
3: I'm going to go just a, a slightly different direction with that. I, I fully agree that the patience is, is definitely something that I think all of us can use a, a refresher in just to make sure that we're there. But the thing that really stuck with me in the training uh, where, where my training occurred was the separation of the uh, systems knowledge, the procedures knowledge, the flow, and then the actual flying of the aircraft. And uh, you know, we've all been in that situation where we've introduced a student to a new airplane, whether that's day one or whether it's uh, hey, we're going to go fly an arrow now to do commercial or whatever the, the case may be. Um, and it's easy as an instructor to forget what day one in a new airplane feels like. Mm. Uh, and so, to, to be able to convey that uh, knowledge separately, to put a flow together for the airplane, um, to put a a standard procedure, if you want to call it that, for uh, a particular maneuver or an approach or whatever it is that, that you're going to do, um, to be able to teach that on a poster and get the student comfortable with that. Uh, if you have a, an FTD or something like that available to you to be able to use that before you go and actually do everything in the aircraft um, to separate those, those different elements um, and impress upon them how important each of those elements is in and of itself uh, to put the the whole big picture together. Um, I don't think I fully appreciated that uh, in the typewriting training until it was over, uh, and until you know we were actually done with it, and, and I was out on the line and, and flying, and took a you know a look back at it. Um, and speaking for me personally, that's not how my flight instruction went. Um, and it, not that it was bad, uh, or anything like that, but it just wasn't the way that it was presented to me. And I think that there's an opportunity there, uh, for us as instructors to, of course, learn from our own experience, but also to improve the, the training idea or the concept that we're conveying to our students, um, having come from this professional training
0: environment. Yeah. It sort of proves that, uh, that point of, you know, how do you eat an elephant? Well, one piece at a time. You know, you really (laughs) break it down into its small pieces first. That's a great point. I hadn't thought about that, Um, but you're absolutely right. They they do a really good job of segmenting all of that up and then sort of building it up at the end before you even realize what had happened. (laughs) Yeah. So, guys, I have one final question for you for our fellow instructors out there who are getting ready for their first type rating or on the cusp of applying for that first job. That's going to get them that first type rating. Um, you know, what would be your singular piece of advice? Now I'm going to go first on this one. Um, you know, the thing that they always told us when we went into initial training was, um, learn together, pass together, learn alone, fail alone. Um, And I have always been kind of a loner, you know, when I study, I'm, I may find myself a quiet corner of the room, nobody around earbuds in and, you know, study till I can't see straight anymore. Um, And thankfully they impressed it on us hard enough that I was able to sort of forcefully pull myself away from that type of training Um, and immediately started working with a, a study group in my, my training class and it was one of the best decisions I ever made. Um, I was not prepared for how well that was going to work. Um, and that is my number one thing for, you know, going back and doing that kind of training again is making sure that I'm, I'm studying at least with one or two other people um, because it just it really is effective.
1: Um, let's see, who do I want to pick on first? Brandon, I think you can go first this time. Uh, my, uh, my biggest piece of advice would be to study often. Um, trust your study habits and trust your uh, you know, the skills that you've built over the years. But also too, don't, don't be afraid to step away for a minute and go you know bowling or do something to, to get your mind off of it because, uh, type training for a type rating is in, it's like sticking a fire hose in your mouth. I mean, you know, and turn it on full blast and no matter what, no matter how effective your study habits may be, uh, you're going to struggle and you just have to, you just have to keep working at it and step away when you get frustrated, um, do something that doesn't involve flying whatsoever and, you know. Take a, take, you know, a couple hours or, uh, you know, go out and see a movie with, with your, your, you know, the people who are doing the training with you and just keep it up because what you're going to find is, yeah, as you're struggling, you're going to find that it's going to start coming together. It's going to, everything's going to start coming together. And you're going to step in the simulator uh, after you struggle with systems and struggle with your flows and procedures, and you're finally going to get in that simulator and it's going to click. And that's the best feeling. But I feel like you can't burn yourself out. Uh, You're, you know, kind of like what you were saying, you know, rely on your classmates, have them help you out. Um, But Also, you know, step away with them and and go to the movies with them. And and it's a team effort. But I would say the biggest thing is just trust your study habits and keep working at it, even when you feel like you're not gaining any traction. And uh, don't be afraid to step away. Evan, how about you?
3: So the instructor in me, when I went for my type, wanted to get as much information as quickly as I can. Right. So you, you've got that uh, interview coming or you've got that, that uh, initial date, you know, your class date and uh, it's a month or it's two months off. And you're thinking, Oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go fly a beach jet or whatever it is. Right. So what I'll do is I'll scour the internet and I'll find a manual and I'll read up everything I can. Right. Don't do that. Go get the training material that they want you to have. Um, you know, how much do you like as an instructor having to unlearn something from a, uh, from a student who came in with a, a bad habit, right? Um, the training department is prepared. They will give you what you need. Follow their recommendations, go through the training program the way they have set it up for you, uh, and don't be afraid to ask questions. If something doesn't click, or worse yet, if it seems like everybody in the class knows something that you don't know, ask a question. Uh, because maybe you've got a document that you didn't get uh, or something like that that you should have. Um, but use that that training footprint the way they have it designed. Um, and uh, as was said, don't burn yourself out. Uh, but at the same time, don't uh, don't shove it under the rug. Uh, we had a two-week a period for self-study. And um, the training department said, you know, go home and follow this list of things to do for one week and then repeat it on the second week. And we all kind of looked at each other and went, well, why would we repeat it on the second week? we are just, you know, we'll just go through it. And it sounds like a week off to me. No, there's a reason that they have that set up that way. Uh, you know, we tell students to go home and, and look at something before tomorrow's lesson or next week's lesson. And, can you tell when they didn't look over it before next week's lesson or tomorrow's lesson? Yes, of course you can. And so follow that, that training footprint as they lay it out because it's there to help you. Uh, those instructors are there to help you. Your classmates are there to help you. Um, I, I made some great friends uh, in in dot class. We still talk. We still compare notes. We still ask questions to each other um, about what, what's going on, you know, or a, a change in the manual or something like that. Uh, and, and that's very, very, very valuable, uh, networking when you're uh, together learning that and everybody's going to be in the same boat that you are, even though you came from different backgrounds, uh, and there's going to be excellent questions and you of course can learn from everybody else's questions. Um, but don't be afraid to, to ask your own as well.
2: Good advice. Nick, bring us home. Yeah. So, uh, I agree with both those things, uh, very much so, uh, uh, I remember my type rating we we were a solid like 11 or 12 days straight with no days off and it was just bam 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 you know just throwing stuff and you're like I don't know what to do I'm so confused uh, and then we got two days off and so uh, my sim partner uh, was like you know what let's go to the beach I, I I did my type rating in orlando so we drove 45 minutes to cocoa beach and spent the day on the beach right and um, And then our second day off, we went and did a little study and we got back into it. So, um, I think that's a a big thing. Take some time to decompress a little bit. Uh, I think another thing too is take all of your study habits that you've had, that you've developed, uh, your teaching habits that you've developed, um, and take those with you, you know, do some review on the basics before you go, um uh like john said earlier you know the the typewriting is a lot of instrument flying it's single engine approaches and and circling approaches and approaches to minimums and right well we don't do those every day as an instructor uh so go back and just review a little bit because you're learning so much new stuff you don't want to have to go back and review the old stuff that you should already know right um and that will really help to my last point that will really help when it comes to your sim partner, right? So the biggest thing uh, that I took away from the, the type rating uh, is you want to be a good sim partner, right? Uh, you're, most of the time you're going to be in a most of these type ratings are, are multi-pilot, you know, aircraft. So be a good sim partner. You don't want to be that guy that uh, is struggling or, or is or is bringing your sim partner down, right? So. Um, uh, there was an astronaut his name was Colonel Chris Hadfield he was the commander of the ISS I just recently read a book of his and he he described it he said there's three types of people in the world there's a negative one there's a zero and there's a positive one right a positive one's a guy that overachieves and gets everything done a zero is a guy that doesn't really uh, hurt anything doesn't really you know go up above and beyond he's just the status quo and then there's a negative one and that's a guy that messes everything up and then you got to go back in and you know, your partners or whoever got to go back in and correct everything and it makes everything harder for the team. Right. So got to remember, as you're going into this, you're coming from a single pilot environment as an instructor to a CRM environment, even though you had students in the cockpit and stuff like that. It was it was still single pilot. Right. So um, you're going into a CRM environment at that point. It is, uh, you know, you don't want to let your partner down. Right. So don't don't be the negative one right? If anything be the zero, if you can be the, the plus one, but anything be the zero, learn enough, study hard, and, you know, um, uh, work with your partner to make sure that you you both get through it, because it is a, when you take your check ride and a type rating uh, with a multi-pilot aircraft, you're both getting checked. You're getting checked on the left seat and the right seat, right? Especially if you're getting a PIC type rate. So, you know, there's not really one that is a break over the other one. Now, a lot of people say the guy in the right seat works the hardest and I would have to wholeheartedly agree with that. Cause he's usually the one running the checklist and pushing the buttons and talking to ATC and calming the passengers down and whatever. But, um, you, you, you want to be a good SIM partner and to do that, you've got to take, uh, what you've learned as an instructor, uh, and your study habits and, and learning stuff and your knowledge that you've learned, uh, especially your instrument knowledge that you've learned as your time as an instructor, and carry that with you to do your typewriting to the sims because uh if you don't do that you're going to struggle you're going to have a hard time uh and it's not going to be fun which honestly you know as hard as it was everything it was still kind of fun right we're learning a new airplane we're getting to learn all this cool stuff it, it doesn't have a prop in front of it. it's got these two jet engines back here i don't know how those work right so it's it's a cool thing right and you don't want it to be any harder than it has to be so the more you can prepare And the more you can take from your time as a CFI into uh, your type rating training will help not only you, it'll help your partner, which then will help you, right? It's like it's full circle um, and you'll get through it. And um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the advice I got.
0: Well, that's all great advice. And, and gentlemen, um, even for those that uh, that may have gotten your type rating back in 2019, Congratulations. Um, It's always a huge accomplishment, um, and uh, I appreciate so much that you took the time to, uh, to join us today.